0: This is Mission Qualphone, a monthly podcast that takes you inside the workings of our company, but not just the ins and outs of business. We look at the ideas and insights that make Qualphone truly unique. As a company, we are committed to being the best and making each person's life better. Join us as we get to know and learn from people from across the organization. What's their story? What have they learned? And how do they live out Qualphone's mission? Welcome to Mission Qualphone.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Mission Qualphone podcast, episode number 45. Hello, Jeremy.
0: Hi, Marisol. And man, it's just flying by, flying by. We're up to episode 45 already. It's crazy.
1: And I don't know if you are aware of this, but it's our anniversary. It's two
0: years. April of 2020. You're right. I hadn't thought about that. That's awesome! Happy anniversary!
1: Happy anniversary! <laughs> I can't. I, it's not only is it crazy that it's been two years that we've been doing this; it's crazy what those two years have been like.
0: <laughs> it's just, yeah, for sure.
1: In general, like looking out right now, and it, you know, signs of spring are all over, all around, and I'm just like, it's just a, it's, it's a weird. It's a weird feeling because I feel like we're starting to return back to something like normal, but Mm -hmm. then as soon as I say that word, I cringe because I feel like something's going to happen tomorrow and prove me wrong.
0: (laughs) Well, one thing I noticed, Marisol, Marisol sends out uh, kind of a weekly report, and update on how the podcast is doing. And one thing I've noticed is, and I don't know why, but our YouTube numbers are really trending up. We post the podcast on our YouTube channel and those numbers have really trended up over the last few months and i and i don't know why that is
1: yeah we don't know why we don't have the data behind it but it's exciting that's and right. we should clarify it's youtube that's the audio of this podcast because you and i don't actually do video podcasting which is the thing that
0: we're not doing <laughs> right good point good point so yeah we just put the audio on youtube but i know lots of people will use YouTube for audio, myself included. I listen to audio books on YouTube all the time, and I'm sure there's a certain number of folks that consume podcasts on YouTube, even if it's just audio the same way. But but it's interesting that our numbers have ticked up on YouTube.
1: Yeah, I, it's every day that I get a download, I'm excited. So I'm just grateful for everyone. We It was exciting with the last episode we had with the Honorable Dr. Singh. Mm-hmm. Being from Guyana and seeing the numbers from that country and people listening to the podcast. It's just, it's it's a very surreal thing to put these together and uh, just put them out to the world and just kind of see what happens. Yeah, I don't know why we have suddenly ticked up on, on YouTube, but it's exciting. Yeah, it's great. Welcome. If it's new listeners, welcome to the Mission Qualcomm Podcast. Yes. We're glad you're here. And if you are new... This is a great episode to start it. I love when someone goes back to the beginning and binges. That's lovely. And, and I love that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it's also kind of cool that people can pop in and out of our episodes, depending on what they might be interested in. And this is one of those that I think it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You could listen to this episode and enjoy it for what it is. Cause we have the, amazing high energy <laughs> motivational I call her the you know the one one name Marvel
0: mm-hmm.
1: miss uh, Marvie Wright
0: yes on the podcast known throughout the company as Marvy. she <laughs> she is exactly as you described she is our VP of learning and development so we have multiple accounts in the company as you can imagine and all of those accounts have their own new hire training programs. they It differs from account to account. And Marvy's team handles all of that. So imagine coordinating new hire training for literally dozens of different accounts. And on any given week, there might be 30 or 40 new hire classes starting across the company. She and her team handle that. So it's pretty yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, every every company every industry there's a training component to it and to hear how she got to this position and how excited and how much she loves doing what she does I mean just it's very evident makes our job super easy
0: absolutely
1: and with no
2: further ado let's welcome Miss Marvie Wright welcome Marvie thank you Marisol. thank you Jeremy I'm so excited to be here today
1: Okay, can I say why I'm super excited to have you on? Cuz you just it's where it's a Friday afternoon. <laughs> and you have literally just made my Friday, my weekend, and I'm so excited cuz you're going to tell us a little story about the how the po- our podcast kind of did a, a cross section with with your department and it just made me really happy. Do you mind telling the story? Because you were telling it before we were on mic and both Jeremy and I were like, can you tell the story yeah. on the podcast?
2: <laughs> Absolutely, I'd be excited to tell you this story. So this has been such a valuable tool for our organization. So both of you, thank you for doing this. But you don't really realize how effective it is until people bring you these type of stories. So I've been interviewing all week And we interviewed a particular candidate, and she had actually listened to every podcast that you've ever produced. Wow. And each one of her sections of her presentation that she put together for her interview, she quoted one of your presenters. She quoted Mike Merrill. She quoted Tracy Flanagan. She had so many quotes in there. And I was just so impressed and so Very excited that not only was she learning more about our organization, but she actually was hanging on to the words and quoting. And I said to her, I I was a little bit nervous about doing the podcast earlier, but now I'm extremely nervous (laughs) about doing it because there's people out there that's going to write down what you say and hang on to your every word. So I thought that was a great, great testimony for the two of you and the great work you're doing.
1: And thank you. And you don't have anything to be nervous about. The hope is and what I think we've been pretty good at doing Jeremy is at some point you're going to forget that we're doing a podcast. and It's going to become a conversation. Yeah. And then I think what the audience likes to listen to is that part of the you know like they're sitting right there here here with us having that conversation. But thank you. That just you have no idea how much you've just made my like day. I can't wait for my next one-on-one. It's- <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, hey, me too, I'm so excited. I got my
1: performance review coming up. This is all fabulous, <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for sharing that story, and um, and thank you to everyone who listens and downloads to the podcast. For sure. So, Marvie, I-, I wanted to grab some quotes of people who have described you, but it's always, it's words like dynamo, fabulous, mm-hmm. whirlwind, high energy like you and I, I I describe you as like, okay, she goes by one name like, like, and that is Marvi Tell us, how did you end up at Qualifone? How did you end up in the position running the training and development department? Training is a huge part of what we do and how many people come in and through your department, it's a lot. So. Tell us, start from the beginning and, and tell us how you got here.
2: I will. I can't start from the beginning because we would be here for three days. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the short version of how I got here. I started my career, believe it or not, in entertainment. Um, I it, It's so funny because every career juncture that I've ever had, I start very low and end up very high. Um, and that I, I have noticed a pattern of that in my life. So, I started off acting on stage and I ended up being the company manager of productions and actually writing my own production. So, I toured the country for 17 years in a situation where I was only home three weeks out of the year doing entertainment. And then I decided. I'm not going to do that type of entertainment anymore. I'm going to get a more stable entertainment job. And I went into the music business and I started off being a marketing assistant. I worked my way all the way up from that, lived in three cities to do it and ended up being the president of a label, um, Tommy Boy Gospel in New York. So that was exciting and intriguing and that ended dramatically. And then I, I ended up, It caused me to have to really pivot my career. And I decided to, I got an invitation from a friend of mine to enter into sales. And I entered into sales, a unique sales opportunity, though. I was uh, working for a university selling enrollment. Mm -hmm. I was enrolling people for education. Uh, That's when I realized I, I was actually, I have a niche for sales. One of my passions. I love it. I became very successful at it. Started off as an agent, ended up all the way up to the director level, territory director level, where I was selling professional development to all of the major corporations in my territory. I was over five states. That also ended abruptly. The abrupt endings have a great pattern for me, caused me to pivot. And I wanted to uh, stay in education. I wanted to stay in an area where I could contribute to learning and development. And I took a training management job here at Dialogue Direct at the time and uh, worked with a team. And it was awesome, that job, because I it was a sales and training combination, which was what I had the background for. So uh, we worked through that, long story short, same pattern for me i i got intrigued about speech analytics got involved in that started doing some expansion things ended up starting dialogue direct university i got that opportunity moved out of the training management area went into training leadership just like jeremy and his department is doing then we met Quell phone we were so excited to meet them and they already had a wonderful program established in that area. So I, here I am, I'm pivoting over to learning and development, which is where I am now. I started off uh, just being a director in this department and worked my way up to uh, the vice president of this department.
0: So Marisol, let me just jump in here because Marvi didn't say anything about this. During all of this, by the way, she completed a master's degree in education.
1: I love that. Can I just comment on a couple things on your story? So, so A, how awesome of a story is that? And also like Ellie, I'm a little jealous because you got to be like a New York City girl um, or woman, I should say, <laughs> which is something, an unfulfilled dream of mine. And well, not really. I got to do D.C., but I, I was never I never had the city. New York and certainly not a uh, president of a uh, I bet you have some stories.
2: <laughs> I do have some stories. But you know what, Marisol, when I was living in New York, I i was so aware that I, I said to myself every day that I woke up, these are the best years of my life. Ah. And I, I lived them that way. And it, it turns out I was right. Something about that experience, those were the best years of my life.
1: I love that. Well, the other thing I wanna say about the story, cause I'm hearing it for the first time, is I, I love to see how you, I love the pivots. I felt I've had pivots in my career. The pivot is just, I think can be awesome because it can be creating your perfect vocation. Like sometimes I freeze up about this idea of like, there's gonna be this one perfect job for me. And what I've kind of loved to do is I love to pivot. I, I get excited about the new opportunities and the new, uh, the changes in my career. So, I don't know, I value the pivot, so. <laughs>
2: yeah, pivot creates diversity in your experience and it really adds to your journey. Yeah, it
1: does. Absolutely. It does and look how you like all those departments that you have experience in sales and uh, you know operations training and It just it leads to where you are today, which I kind of feel, I mean, our paths have crossed a few times at Qualphone and you just have a a high energy passion for this. Like you seem, you know, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you really, truly seem to love what you do.
2: I do. And it's so it's so amazing. You know, most people don't find their passionate areas to start with. But then when you do find it, most people don't get the opportunity to work in your passionate area. So I've I've done both. I know this is my passionate area and I work in it every day. So we, we say in our department, we would do this for free. And it's just because we love it so much and you get to get paid for it. So I, I bring to work every day my excitement and my enjoyment for just being here. So
0: Marvy, let me ask you this. And Marvy and I we're on a lot of calls together cuz we kind of what we do is kind of similar, kind of overlaps. We're we're both kind of in the learning and development side of the thing. But the thing about Marvy is an organization our size and and the nature of what we do. I mean, there are some weeks when Marvy might have 15 new hire classes starting across the organization in various accounts. So I I guess my question, Marvie, for you is kind of a day in the life for you. You know, what, what are all the various, you probably can't share all of them, but what are the main things that fall under the learning and development department that you have responsibility for?
2: Wow, Jeremy, that's a huge question, and it, and it is true. We we average anywhere from 20 to 30 classes a week, wow. and that's equivalent to the university I used to work for. Mm. Actually, it exceeds it. And, and so when you think about that, it's massive, and to keep that afloat where there's, ever since I've had this role, and this this is really a kudos out to my team right now, I've never seen a class collapse. I've never seen training fail this organization. It runs like a well-oiled machine. And it's because I got a group of passionate people that do it because they love it. So it starts with the trainers. That's that's where this all starts. They're in the classroom. They love what they do and they're interacting with the learners. And then there there's supervisors and managers that support them. So part of my role, and it all equates to what is happening in the classroom. We have a, a, a slogan, that belongs to our logo and learning and development, engage, innovate and perform. So everything we do every day is about engaging that learner, innovating ways to engage that learner and helping them to be able to perform. That's our main focus. Then I have my layers of managers and directors, which is amazing. They do the client interaction. There's a client facing portion to our job that we have to satisfy. What are the client demands and needs and desires and make sure that we're exceeding that. And then the the best part about this organization is what I call the behind the scenes, the admin team. They are my brain, they're my brain, they brainstorm. I bring to them the challenges of this organization and this department as it relates to learning and development. And they solution, they they are critical thinkers. They, they provide solutions for me. I have an instructional design team that once those solutions are established, they design them, they turn them into systems, they turn them into processes. And then we have our SME program. Mm-hmm. That SME program is that program that we take an agent, we, we develop that grassroots skills, those price of emission competencies, and we turn them into trainers through a educational program. And then most recent, we added a new role, which is the learning specialist. This is very new. And and they're the advocates for the learners. Their sole job is just to protect the learning experience. And how can we enhance that so that our slogan comes true? We engage, innovate, and perform. Mm -hmm. So I kind of oversee all of that every day and and my team asks me all the time, you so present with everything that we do, how do you do it? And I get up in the morning and I prioritize what really needs my one-on-one attention and that's what I'm there for. And if you do that every day, then you get the persona and the perception that you're not missing anything because you're present for the most important priorities.
1: You know, you have this amazing department we were just talking about who listens to our podcast. And so having you know new hires listen to our podcast is exciting. What are the things that might lead someone to enjoy a career in training or, or look at this as a potential uh,
2: career pathway for them? The, the biggest requirement, that's a great question, Marisol, first of all, but the, gr- the biggest requirement for this role in this department is you have to be open for learning. You have to be open for feedback. You have to be open and have a natural appetite to grow. Um, I have a slogan that I'm living by in 2022. I, I adopt a new one every year. My slogan this year is let's grow, let's go. Mm. Because you absolutely have to have an appetite to grow. And And once you have that appetite, it's just transferring that passion down to the people that you engage with It's transferring those skills. How do you grow? How do you learn? How do you accept feedback? How do you self-evaluate to make sure that every day you're getting better at what you're doing? And that's really all we're teaching. So that's what's required to be in this department. I heard something this week that really stuck with me. It's like, we're just looking for people with the basic skills. If you have the basic skills and the desires, we can ignite everything else. Mm.
0: I, I know one of the things that I know about Marvy is she is passionate about development, right? People having an opportunity to to develop themselves, specifically about leadership. So, Marvy, I just want to ask you, what what are some of the... I know you've been through the John Maxwell training. You're certified in that what are the things that really motivate you in terms of of leadership? And then what are the things, the lessons that you really like to pass on to those people that you're developing?
2: That's a great question. What motivates me is, I, I would have to say challenge. You would have to say challenge. Entering into an area for which you don't have a plan you don't have a strategy and you don't, you're not even sure if you understand all of it Mm. is what ignites me and what motivates me because I love to learn and I love to grow. And, and learning is something all of us own. We, we tend to think that it's given to us by other people, but it's not, you own it. You own the depth of it. You own the intensity of it and you own the effect of it. Mm. And, and so just, grab a hold of a great appetite to learn and develop yourself and then that becomes your driving force every day and i learned my, my team will tell you i learned from everything that i do we just finished doing a series of interviews this week and i've learned so much from just doing the interviews i just don't sit there and try to find a candidate I'm listening and I'm learning what can I do better as a as a visionary and a head of this department where these outcomes can become stronger. How can I feed the desires and their their pathways that they have to become more developed and understand more about our business and our operation? This is a massive machine. And I I just expressed to someone the other day. We have such an advantage, we're a global organization, and we get to learn about so many different cultures Mm. and so many different ways of life, but we come together collectively to achieve a common goal. What an amazing place we were.
1: I got really excited when you used the word visionary, because I love that. I love that our leadership, that's what I I look for in our leadership, is uh, we are fantastic at the day-to-day, But tell me about the future. Like, what do you see? (laughs) You got to dream it to achieve it. So what do you see? And I love that that's part of your outlook in leading this, you know, like you said, a huge part of our organization. So, Marvie, one of the projects that you and I worked on was a new hire booklet that we share during our new hire trainings. And, you know, that process was my first introduction to you and what I immediately appreciated about you and your department was you were so you wanted to know what our new hires think you wanted to know what they thought about the booklet about these particular questions and you are very friendly about feedback and in the uh, communication processes and like Jeremy said, your department touches every single, almost every single one of our new hires. Uh, my question is, okay, you've got the basic stuff, the normal onboarding questions you have to do. You've got the normal training that you have to do for whatever client that we, we are hiring for. You've got all that. And then you got the mission, which... You know, gosh, we've got 45 episodes (laughs) trying to do the mission justice and trying to explain it. And sometimes, you know, I've just come to the realization people will get it when they get it. And it's it'll happen. It's like popcorn. It'll pop it when it's ready to pop. What's it like introducing this concept of the mission to our new hires?
2: You know, that's a great question. Marisol. And I just have to say something about the mission before I answer that. I've worked in a lot of different organizations, but most organizations that I've previously worked for, the mission is about corporate advancement. It's about the bottom lines. It's about collectively coming together with some synergy to achieve a corporate goal. Here we work at Qualphone and the mission is a is a huge with them it's what i call what's in it for me Mm -hmm. it's a huge with them this mission for this organization is about making my life better it's about what can i do to make others life better as a mission leader we are the mission the mission is not a statement the mission is us and and so that's the perception that we take when they enter into their first learning experience, now it comes to life. You've read about it. You've heard about it. You, you've you studied it, I'm sure, on the websites. But when you walk in the doors, now it comes to life. Now you get to see who we are, why we're passionate about what we do and the family environment that we, we hinge on with our strides and our principles that we live by and I promise you, Marisol, and I'm not I'm not really just making this up. Sometimes I get to some some tough decisions in my leadership, and I pause and I think about the mission. And I say to myself, Am I making this person's life better? And it guides me back to the right pathways. So we've all taken this very seriously, and we know we are the first step to the realization of that of that mission and we we want to continue not just to bring it alive but to bring it alive with our passion and our excellence that's what we strive to do every day
1: i do that too i i i use the mission not just in work i kind of feel like i use it as a lifestyle decision sometimes i don't know especially in the modern days and, and everything that's going on in the world, it's crazy to say this, but I kind of feel like the best representation I have of, you know, the human spirit, I, I can literally find it in my place of business, which is, like I say, we're all very grateful and I, and lucky to experience. And I think that's something that comes across, you know, talking to you is you're very grateful for the mission for the experience of working at Qualphone, Dialogue Direct before that and and I think that comes across in how you lead and
2: and run your department. Can I tell you a story I've never told anyone? I don't well I've I've told a few I love few. those. I love those, yes. Okay. One day I was driving to work and I stayed in my car a little longer than normal and I, I prayed and at this time we were just dialogue direct. I pray for the leadership of of our organization because we have such a tremendous responsibility. and I wanted them to experience the power of change. And that was specifically my prayer that that this organization, through our leadership, would experience a power of change. And believe it or not, I went inside the building, and that was the day I learned that we would to we were to become phone. Mm. and that was the power of change. that That God answered my prayer. He answered it really quickly. That was a true story. A true story. It blew my mind. I said, Ooh, Lord, you work, you work so quick. I I need to ask for some more things. Yeah. yeah, but that's- <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah,
2: I,
1: when I realize my prayers are answered, I'm always like shocked. Like literally, my jaw is like dropped because it it's nothing like I can imagine. I could not make up the story of ending up uh, at phone. It is just genuinely one of you know. If you if you're focusing on gratitude, if gratitude is a, a spiritual practice in your life, which I, it sounds like it is for you, Marvie, and it is for me. It is ridiculous how many times working at phone is one of my blessings, and it's like yeah. oh. Uh, and that's not every day. It doesn't mean like that you don't, don't have a bad day or I don't have a bad day or, you know, we don't have women sitting in our cars going like, <laughs> is it time for a pivot? It, you know, we're humans. But I think ultimately everyone who works at Qualphone, who loves Qualphone, is just is really grateful to work at a place like Qualphone.
0: Let me make an observation about Marvy that I'm that I'm realizing I mean, I've I've known it, but but it really is crystallized as we have this conversation. Marvy, like Roberto, our chief mission officer, like my boss Al Baronichia, they all have an abundance mentality, right? I think that guides them. They are all about sharing, and I'll give you an example. And I can say this about Marvy and Roberto specifically. We can get in our mundane day-to-day tasks where we're just so busy doing what we have to do in the course of a day that we never really look up, right? Well, Roberto and Marvy are the first people I think of that all of a sudden you'll get an email And it's about something, maybe it's something in the industry that they've seen. It's a great article they found. It's a great, it's a white paper they found. But Roberto and Marvy are the two people, more than anyone else I can think of, that will share something. Hey, I saw this and it was really cool. And it might be a leadership article. It might be something from Fortune or wherever they find it. But that's just kind of their guiding principles, right? It's this idea of abundance. It's this idea that, and and so much of business is about, it's a, you know, in order for me to win, someone else has to lose, right? Where Marvy doesn't have that mindset. I, I don't think our mission is that mindset that there's abundance, right? There's enough for everyone. And this idea of sharing it's very important, and I see that in Marvy. I see that in Roberto. I see that in Al, and so many of our of our mission leaders. And that's really refreshing. And I don't know if I have a question there, Marvy. I just wanted to make that that observation.
2: <laughs> that that's an awesome compliment that you just gave me. Even just to be compared in the in the same sentence with Roberto and Al is a compliment. But it is a living principle of mine. I love to grow people. I mm-hmm. have a 15 minute motivational show that I get up every day of my life and do mm-hmm. just to motivate others. I, I'm really dedicated, it's just just my calling in life to do that, to spread what I know and and what I experienced. I recently had uh, joined an organization called Chief. It, it was an invitation only organization and it was such an honor to, to be invited to join. And I'm I'm amongst the most powerful women in the world. I just sat in on a a workshop with Scarlett Johansson on yesterday evening mm. and Condoleezza Rice and, and Michelle Obama, these are the kind of people that are presenting. And and I feel so unworthy, but everything that I, I learned, I come back and I share it with my team and others. I even shared in my one-on-one with my boss every week because I I think knowledge is not to be owned is to be given away. Mm. And that's when it becomes a gift.
1: Okay. I love everything about what you just said, except for the word unworthy, because you are absolutely worthy of all the, the, you are as brilliant as the speakers that you get to hear at Chief. So I, I applaud you. Congratul- I mean, there's so many things to congratulate you for. And I think that we got a taste of it on the podcast. You've led a fascinating life. I think there's tons more stories that we probably would like to hear off mic. But I, I think visionary and inspiring and leadership, this is a, a example of, of what we have here at Qualphoon and why we're all very grateful for the careers that we have here in Boston,
2: for sure, absolutely, Marisol. And you know, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for creating this this medium of information for others to learn, um, not just inside of our organization, but outside of our organization as well. And what what I would say to to summarize the most exciting thing about life is the abundance and the abilities that we we all have. We have not achieved nowhere near what we will achieve and not even in the area of what we can achieve. And that that keeps us all motivated every day. So become dedicated to learning and development and be a lifelong learner would be my encouragement to everyone.
0: I love talking to Marvie. I uh, have an opportunity to be on a few calls a week with Marvie and she's great, she's great. That was a great interview and I really enjoyed that. And I love that story she told, that was great. <laughs>
1: i love it too and i'm so grateful she came onto the podcast and we get to shine a light on on the wonderful team that she has and next week episode 46
0: 46 is yeah. going to be a great one it's uh jim gilman and you'll have to help me with his title he's our chief financial officer right
1: yeah i was gonna say it's not that hard of a time
0: <laughs> I, I don't know why i struggled with that i struggle with finances that's what it is
1: well well, well Many people do. Many people do. <laughs> uh, here's a little funny story about Jim. So, I work for Mike Mara, who's the CEO, mm-hmm. and he has the executive team, which is are the you know the C levels for the company. So, I have a weird career pathway because, and again, we I was just discussing this during during my review. I think I've worked five or six companies with Mike over mm-hmm. the span of twenty seven years. So. I've always kind of been one degree away from sea levels my whole career, which is a ridiculously wonderful career to have had. And I'm grateful for it. Wasn't planned that way. Just happened. Mm-hmm. And somewhere somewhere along the line, I think I, I just learned to communicate a certain way with sea levels that i've actually been coached on a few times over my life <laughs> and so when i was setting up this podcast with jim i said something like we were talking about you know ideas or concepts for the podcast and i said something like well we have to make it interesting it's fine <laughs> and i i he's wonderful and he didn't take that offensively or anything but it's just sort of this uh a, brashiness that I can or brattiness depends on how you want to look at it that (laughs) I have with them and but we did we came up with some good stories and concepts and and I'm excited I'm excited to have him on the podcast but you know I was kind of hard on them like well you have to be interesting you can't just come on the podcast (laughs) and I am sure he's going to be interesting because he I know I shouldn't have favorites, but he is actually one of my favorites on the executive team. He's a, he's a great chief financial officer, and um, I can't wait to highlight him.
0: Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. I've had the chance to work with him on a couple different things, and I think it'll be a an interesting episode.
1: Yes, yes, I'm looking forward to it. Again, everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening. Thank you for subscribing. That really helps with our analytics. And keep tuning in. We will be
0: back in in two weeks. Bye, Marisol. Bye, Jeremy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mission Qualphone. Remember, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe. And we'll see you next time on Mission Qualphone.